Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our 20s podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. So small disclaimer, the charity stripe is recording in the other room, so we might hear them. And if so, it's all good. They've got some good stuff to share. Not quite relevant to our audience, but nonetheless. (laughs) You know, sports, it's not really what we do here at Roaring Twenties, but people like sports. People do. We're not quite like too informed on it, but um, maybe if you hear tidbits about them, you'll you'll get some value. <laughs> the Charity Shirt Boys actually got very, very exciting news this week. I don't know if I'm allowed to share it, so I'm not going to say it. I but, think they put it on social media. Did they? What'd they post? About a radio show? Yes, about ESPN. Okay, yeah. okay. I can share. Okay, amazing. You never do know with these kind of things. You never do know. Well, I mean, I hope if they put it on social media that we could say something. But, hey, oh, if it was on social media, fair game. Okay, amazing. That's what I say. Don't be careful what you post on the internet. Oh, yeah. And honestly, guys, if you haven't listened to the episode that we did with them a couple of months back, definitely do. It was one of like our listeners' favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, they just loved how real and raw they got. And it's nothing against men whatsoever, but I do think that there is such a big idea to an extent that like men aren't as emotionally available or as in tune with their feelings or vulnerable or whatever very big generalization but I think these three guys really just like broke that um that barrier and kind of gave us I feel like an inside look on like what to expect from when guys are connecting separately I'm not saying every group of guy friends is like that but it was really cool because it's not something that I'm personally exposed to much so it was really like eye-opening and enlightening to see them thinking about these topics that I think a lot of times people assume like oh boys don't think about that oh, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah if you're interested in all and like also like if you're like out in the world dating right now or you're interested in dating or you know you you have some questions for relationship stuff like they do get really really raw and honest it was that was one of like my favorite episodes ever so much fun yeah definitely and we we are pretty pretty good I would say keeping things when we have guests like a specific time frame but we could have gone on with them for oh, hours for hours yeah so I'm when, sure when we'll- it comes to LA we're gonna have to do an in-person part two yes oh my gosh that would be so fun Woo, that'd that be so, so fun. fun no we have to do that yes so if you hear Josh yelling that's why but they got very exciting news this week their radio show is moving to ESPN which is so exciting um and yes yeah, so they're recording in the other room so just wanted to put that out there in case you hear some yes. boys, boy yelling Thank you for the disclaimer. you're welcome you're welcome um I don't um I've posted on social media ghost got a really funny haircut oh she did we well, yeah, <laughs> didn't see her like barely her tail looks fluffy but I don't think that's you can't really tell they cut her hair so short I brought her to a new groomer because I had to bring her to a groomer here in LA because I can't keep bring, waiting till we go to New York to get her groomed right um disgusting disgusting everyone was yelling me she was gross um she was not like dirty she just like she really needed her her haircut it was getting a little naughty um where did you brush her I brush her all the time did you block me what did you block me I don't see it 
No, I didn't post it. I said I will post it. Oh. Yeah, I blocked you. <laughs> that was so fucked up. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> blocked. Blocked you? You never know. Why would I do such a thing? I'm not sure, but I would definitely have some questions as to why. I'm glad we're not in that circumstance. (laughs) Anyway, so I brought her to the groomer and me and Caitlin went to pick her up because Caitlin, my sister, was here visiting this week. She just left yesterday. Um, We went to pick her up and we literally, we, we took her leash and we said, thank you. And we ran out of the store and started crying, laughing. Like we had to immediately leave the store because she looks hilarious she they cut her hair so short I've never seen her hair this short except when she was like bored oh my gosh ghost Ghost. I'll you a picture you can't like tell while she's laying on the blanket but it's hilarious we literally had to leave the store immediately so that we wouldn't laugh and offend them oh no does she look like a rat no she just looks kind of like she was just born Oh, I think I feel like that's kind of cute. No, she looks cute. She definitely looks cute. It's just hilarious. Just different. We just just weren't expecting it. You know, I was expecting a little trim up and we walk in and like my dog is hairless. Oh my God. Hey, she won't shed. No, she probably still will. That's what my mom said, but no, she's still a shedding. (laughs) Oh man. But hilarious. So anyway... I think we should get into our favorite segment of the day. Let's do it. Oh, but first, I want to make another announcement. I have lots of announcements today. Um, Another announcement is that guests are back starting next week. We have so many fun guests lined up. And um, if you guys have any guests that you want to hear, let us know. We'll reach out. Brenda has an amazing talent for getting really cool people on the show. So... If there's anyone you want to hear, please let us know because we're coming back with guests and we're so excited. Yeah, definitely. And if there's anything else that you guys have in mind for just 2022 in general, we're coming up on 200 episodes really soon on two years of the show, which is so crazy. Um, And we're definitely looking to just like add things to grow, to just like really shift our direction, not in a way that's different, but I think in in just a way that's going to really lead us to the place that we want to go with this. So uh, we're chatting next week and getting real deep on our execution plan and all the things. But if you guys have anything that you want to see, you're our people, you're the people that we do this for. So any sort of feedback will give us some insight on what direction you guys are thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, And definitely the guest things help us so much. Uh, Right now, like all the guests that we have are people that we find to be super cool and inspiring but um evidently there are so many people on this planet and so many of what you guys know that could add value to the show so definitely let us know um and if you guys ever need advice or have questions we're going to be asking you more and more weekly um what advice or questions you guys have or are looking for so that we can answer them and be the best that we can be to you oh all right so now announcements are over it is time for Pride and Pickle! Josh definitely can hear you right now. You think he can hear you? Mm-hmm. Um, damn. Okay, well, if you're being too loud, tell him to tell you. <laughs> um, but my pride this week is that I feel like I really started to take some 
ownership in the sense of like areas of my life that I felt like I was contributing to and areas of life in which I could do better. Mm. And um, I feel like I finally, like, I feel like there's all these things that you have on your list that you want to do or ideas that you have or things you want to write down and take like actual time out of to do, but like, don't always do them. And I feel like I really made a lot of time this week, even if I like came home and was tired or whatever, to still do the things that I need to do for me. But also I have a like some peace and also simultaneous excitement um and like motivation over now that I've have it all written out I feel like I have direction and clarity and mm-hmm. I feel like I there's so much power in manifesting and envisioning and whatnot but obviously I think the step that a lot of people miss is like actually planning out how you are going to do these things. So I just feel like I got very clear on that stuff. I'm feeling very good about just like our show and whatnot. And to be like very transparent, um, always loved our show, 100%, always. But I felt a little bit like, I don't know, just like out of sorts. I think that yeah. that stuff just like kind of happens. Um, and I just feel a lot better. I feel um, just like more, I don't even know what the word is. I guess it's aligned, but Yeah. So that feels good. And I feel like I just owned that in a lot of ways. And my pickle is that I noticed that I definitely undervalue myself in a lot of different ways. And I think I've also owned that and been honest with myself just about like skills. Like I think I'm constantly like belittling myself or undervaluing like areas in which I know either because I didn't go to school for them or because I think somebody knows better than me, which they probably do. And that's okay. Um, or because maybe I didn't pursue it on a more professional level. Whereas I think there's a lot of things I have to be proud of that I've absorbed um, as skills and that I'm actively seeking to grow in different ways, even if it does have to do with business, even if it does have to do with sales, even if it has to do with entrepreneurship, like so many different things that I've gained in my toolbox that I think I just have to own that. Like I know them, it doesn't matter how I got the information. It matters that I have it and to actually put it to use in ways that serve me and us and other people. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think especially being in your 20s, like that's something that a lot of people and I think especially women face of like, unless you have like, it feels as though unless you have like something to prove it with, like a degree or an accomplishment or like whatever that we can't take ownership of certain things. Yeah. But that's not true. Like we get, we gather so many things along our way and especially things that you're like learning or things that you, you know, have done with yourself in order to like gain a skill or grow. Like there doesn't need to be like a, like a degree or, or a position or a certain experience to validate that. But I think that we do that a lot. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And I think that it's a big piece of what keeps a lot of people stuck is I think not having this proof or validation that they are capable or worthy of claiming either an identity or a skill or a title or whatever, um, I think is a big piece of what keeps people from moving forward in their businesses or their endeavors because they feel limited in what they're able to claim and therefore they can't fully step into it. So Mm -hmm. there's so many different things that I've thought about over the past couple of hours really, but also days where I'm just like, no, like we need to fully, fully own and embrace things even before we're actually there, because that's the only way that we're actually going to live 
and experience what it would be like to be in whatever this end ultimate goal is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's a lot more attractive than feeling like you're walking on eggshells or even if you are a credible source, like the more that you undervalue and are like, oh yeah, but like, I don't know everything about that. And I don't think we have to pretend mm-hmm. or lie, but like, if you do know, cool, like that's good. Also yeah. ghost kind of looks like a, like a cat or like a lion from this <laughs> angle. Well, she, you know, she's just like laying hairless. <laughs> Anyways, just being her hairless self. But I think we should circle back to that because it's really, I think it's so tangible and important and something that a lot of people face. And I think, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like a lot of times too, women have a tendency to caveat the things they know to be like oh yeah like I do know this but like I didn't study it or I didn't like pursue it professionally or like blah blah and a lot of times guys will just be like oh like yeah I can do that sure yeah no a hundred percent and okay we I this will be our topic for sure so we'll come back to it we'll come back to it I'll do my pride and pick and we'll circle back super quick um my pride this week is that Caitlin was in town my sister for the week we had so much fun um, and it was really like as adults, we've gotten really, really close. And we spent over the past year, we've like spent a lot more time together um, in terms of like actually like hanging out and not just like with our family, which is re- like has been so awesome because I feel like when I was younger, my aunts used to always say like, oh, like, yeah, like m- about my other aunts, like, yeah, like we're best friends. And me and Caitlin were always friends. Like, we always got along. We never not got along. But I always used to wonder when I was younger, like, oh, like, will me and Caitlin ever be, like, best friends? Like, would I ever consider her, like, a best friend? And I really do now. And it's, like, so cool to, like, get to the point, you know, in our age that we kind of, like, align on a lot more things now. And it's just really interesting how, like, I don't know. I just, it was something I always used to think about when I was younger. Like, hmm, I wonder, like, when does that happen? Like, when do you get to the stage with your sister that you become like best friends? And, and it just happens. And that's like a really cool adult thing. I feel like, like it feels very adult. And like, I don't know. It's a cool, it's a cool adult thing to happen. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I think that's a very like, especially with you guys. Like, I feel like Caitlin was always like your, your young little sister that like made us laugh and like yeah. said silly things to us. Whereas now like it, she just feels like I don't want to say like a person because that actually sounds offensive and that's not what I mean. But like, <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. She's just like no longer this like little girl, you know, like yeah. she's an adult with feelings and thoughts and, you know, perspectives and aspirations and, you know, all these, it, it sounds so simple, but I really understand what you mean. And that's so exciting to feel so connected to someone who's literally your blood um, yeah. that, you know, is not that she wasn't important to you before, but just feels like a very newly developed in this sense type of relationship with a higher level of like importance and connection that's beautiful yeah so that's been fun and then my pickle oh I had one what was it I had a pickle oh no and now I don't remember I think it's that they cut my all my hair off my dog (laughs) we'll go with that you want to go with that one we'll go with that okay Chris just texted me, do you have any number two pencils? And I'm just like, so confused. What does he need a number two pencil for? I'm not sure. Oh, I think he has a test tomorrow. Um, okay, anyway. <laughs> oh, I remember the stress of like- oh, a number two pencil. pencil, it's a Ticonderoga. A Ticonderoga, a Ticonderoga. Do you remember? I would feel so stressed because I'd be like, is this number two? 
literally and then like if you had one of those mechanical pencils and they were number two that was just fucking mm, that was good shit because if you broke your your tip but they were generated there would always be the people in class who never had a number two pencil and always needed to borrow your number two like I only have one Sorry. that's it that's all I got remember this like stress of scantrons oh my god scantrons I think are a thing of the past are they they're no longer I don't know do we have any high school listeners to tell us so do you guys use scantron? Please tell us please DM us you still use scantron because now as far as I know our sweet teacher Ashley Kate is like oh yeah my kindergartners use iPads I'm like what yeah no they literally use iPads um one time during an AP test I waited till the end to fill out my scantron which they tell you not to do like you're supposed to fill it out as you go and I think I was just nervous and I forgot to fill out my scantron so there was like three minutes left in the test and they were like okay time to be done and I had no answers filled out on my scantron so I had to like fill out my scantron really fast and I started crying oh the trauma that's horrible remember like elementary school when they had the vis-a-vis no and like the the projector that like they would have like a piece of like laminated paper and they would write with like an expo type of marker they had to have the skill of writing upside down like oh my gosh anyways oh my god they had to write upside down I remember yeah so much has changed and I was thinking about like random things about when we were younger because I saw something about like kids get texts now about snow days where we used to have to like look at the bottom of the news yes 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 I saw that hilarious so accurate oh my god so accurate you would like wake up at like 6 a.m to be like did they call did they call <laughs> yeah oh, and little things so like exciting. I saw the anticipation the anticipation of it all and I remember I used to use like the snow calculator online as if it knew anything and it would tell you like the percentage chance that you would have a snow day I was some like old man with like absolutely no sense of like not a meteorologist <laughs> not at all wow oh that used to be so fun like wishing for a snow day yeah and you would just like stay in your pajamas all day that was so fun you know oh nostalgia nostalgia man makes you feel things oh love it okay anyway circling back to our topic um did you read the year of yes chandra i didn't i own it but actually i think i gave it to you no before you have your own huh Mm -hmm. I feel like I want to reread that thinking about this topic now. It's a little different, obviously, but the same idea of like showing up fully and like not questioning yourself. Mm. And I think that, I don't know, I, and, and speaking of like nostalgic and being a kid, like when you're like a kid, like you don't fucking question yourself. Like you show up and like you like do your fucking thing. Like, you're like you know like you don't like question yourself as much and like I feel like in adulthood I don't know I think for me I don't know about you Brenda but I think I see the older I get I seem to question myself a little bit more when it comes to like not like who I am or what I like but like in terms of like feeling grounded and saying that I can do something or like my skills or like and I don't know I don't know why I don't know if it's a comparison thing or if it's just like an anxiety thing or you know because we feel like at a certain age we should have more to prove for something but I just think it's really 
tangible and palpable. And I think I want to circle back to that book. It just made me think about it because I read it like years ago, but how wonderful it would be to just show up. Like, even if you don't have something to show for it, but if like, you know, like believing in yourself and like showing up in that belief confidently. Yeah, for sure. I think a, a lot of stuff, like it's, it's clear that like, you don't, you don't create a judgment about yourself until you either hear someone say something or somebody says something to you. Like, I think about the first time that you ever questioned your ability, like perhaps you, like for you, like didn't get a role that you wanted or somebody told you something that you interpreted as, oh, that means I'm not as good as them. Or I think about myself when it comes to like my body. And I, and I always try and think back to like, when, when did I decide that like my body was not okay compared to other people's? And I try and think of like little moments like that of, either somebody said something about my cheeks or my legs, or I was bigger than someone else. And I don't know, whatever, something didn't fit. Like I try and think of little things like that because we don't believe something is wrong until we experience something that like alludes to that or that we internalize that way. So I agree with you. And I feel like at least as we get older, there's a lot more opportunity for like interpreting things in different ways because there's so much going on um and there's so much that we feel like we do have to prove or validate and there's a lot of like this I guess sense of hustle and competition Mm -hmm. um and what success means and how we look at hustle culture and like all this stuff so I think there's just a lot more pressure whether and I actually do think it's very well um rooted in like societal pressure but I do think that we internalize it to a different degree because I definitely know people in my life that have such an easier, more grounded demeanor mm. because they don't choose to put that pressure on themselves. Like they choose to live, I don't know, just like a lot more in in owning who they are and believing in themselves. And I think your 20s are definitely a very like transformative and like pivotal time. Mm-hmm. And I think because there's so much that doesn't feel concrete in our direction all of the time. Like I literally last week was like, what direction am I going in here? Like, do I want to say yes to this and yes to that? And it's funny that you brought up your yes, because I feel like I simultaneously, like as you were saying that, decided like, okay, I'm just gonna say yes to things and run with them mm-hmm. and see where they lead me and see what yeah. skills I can gain from them and reevaluate. Like I've been better about not setting a pressuring timeline, but even when it comes to our show and like certain things that we're gonna talk about next week, like I was like, okay, let's give ourselves until suggested this date and reevaluate and see if we need to realign or yep. see what's working. And same thing goes for like any other things that I'm exploring right now. Like, I'm like okay, I'm going to give my time to this, see how it goes, reassess. And I don't know, there's just, there definitely is pressure. So I def- I don't think we're alone in that whatsoever. No. Yeah. And like, definitely for me, I don't, it feels easy to say, for me, it feels pretty easy to say yes to things like, okay, yeah, and I'll figure it out or yeah, and I'll see how it goes. Um, there's charity strip, but, um, but what you were saying before about like, you know, feeling confident to say like, like, this is something I can do in terms of like a skill or in terms of um, let's say in terms of a skill, like sometimes at work, someone might ask you to do something that you have to be like, yeah, I can do that. And yeah. I think a lot of times I'll question myself in, if I don't, if I don't have like some sort of like proof of that skill to say that, yes, I can do it. Even though I know that I, if I commit to it, I probably could do it, 
but I think it, it's like going off what you were saying before about the comparison thing. Cause then I'm like, oh, well, you know, if someone asked me if I could like dance for a part, like I'll get be like, can I dance? Like, I don't like, yeah, I know I can dance, but like, I'm not a dancer, but like, because I'm not a professional dancer because I haven't taken ballet for 10 years, but like, yeah, I can fucking dance. And yeah, like how much better it would be for myself and for like, you know, the opportunity if I just said yes and believed that and just showed up as the best version of myself in that instead of comparing my version of that to somebody else's version of that. Yeah. And I think there's a distinct difference between like being, being good at something, owning it and not allowing this like fear of rejection or how someone might judge how you say you are at something versus like pretending that you are good at something when you're actually not like there's such a distinct difference like I really 100%. value what just a hundred percent oh, oh yeah and I, I just I really value actually when people are like real and they're like I don't fucking know how to do that but I'm willing to try like I really respect when people are honest about where they're actually at and at the same time like we do need to be better about being like no I I, I can do that I could do that well and maybe there are areas like you, we can own that we can always improve, but I do, there are just like certain little things, like even, I don't know, when I was putting certain things together, like we're, we can be so not shy, but hesitant, resistant to really like bragging about ourselves, I guess. Oh my God. Terrible. So terrible. Right. But in terrible. reality, like that's what we need. Like, honestly, do you even when it comes to our show, like the show is so freaking good, but we're so quick to be like, yeah, it's really good. We really love it. And like, how do we get better at not downplaying ourselves? I, I really think it just, it, it come it's repetition. Like it's putting in the reps. It's like, not like when somebody gives you a compliment, like being like, yeah, thank you. I worked so hard on that. Or yeah, I worked really hard on, on cultivating that skill. Thank you. Mm. Or I put a lot of time and energy into this. Like, just like giving the the real real and not excusing it like not backtracking um I don't know I think it, I think it comes with practice mm, it feels so hard though it does it does feel hard but I think that over time it does get easier like even I've been having this conversation with my freaking self and like with Haley or like with whatever and I've just been talking like certain things out loud and I'm just like you know what because I've been talking about this and just like expressing it being vulnerable about it mm-hmm. um I even believe myself more like I believe I'm I'm good at this thing or good at this skill because I've said it like even as being a worker like even as being a, an ambitious person being somebody that's willing to figure anything out and like really really owning that and I think we we both obviously have work to do in that area but I'm kind of excited to see how having this conversation will transcend to the way that we lead when it comes to our show for this next year Mm. um just because I think there are so many ways in which in our audience we'll see as we unfold where we can continue to just like be super proud of what we've cultivated here as we continue to grow yeah 100% um what are your like tips or tools that you're using now in to help you embody that to help you show up confidently are there anything that that you're doing daily to help with that yeah for sure so I actually have I think it's behind here so I actually have this like sheet that I've been filling out um well this one's the blank one that I was gonna do after our show but I've been like having an intentional like a couple of things when it comes to mindset Mm -hmm. um and one of them is intentional thought so I've been like writing down an intentional thought every day. And I've chosen for the next couple of weeks to do the same ones. 
So for me, a lot of the limiting beliefs in which I've like come up against, like still sometimes have to do with food and, and body and all the things. So I've been just intentionally practicing that. Um, and then I have a section Can for you a give new us, like an example. Yeah, of course. So the one that I've been using when it comes to an intentional thought is I don't attach any emotion to food. It's neither here nor there for me. And then a new habit um, is that I'm able to sit with any types of urges. So whether it's like, I don't know, like in an urge to like snap at somebody, which I don't get often, but you know what I mean? Like, just like, I'm trying to create more time and space between like any sort of like impulse to do something, say something, think something, react a certain way, get frustrated with myself for like a thought. Um, and then my new belief, um, is that I will get to my goal and I'll be able to sustain it. And then I'll have an easy, peaceful, effortless relationship with food. So with food and my body. So although a lot of those things are true in so many ways already, I know where there's work that I can still do. And I think sometimes I have this like fear that comes up that like you're lying to yourself, like <laughs> something like that. So I think that the more that I practice really believing that like, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm thriving. I'm soaring. I'm unstoppable, which is um, part of my intentional thought uh, with unstoppable being my word for 2022. Like I want to write that all the time. And with repetition, if you're writing something like I'm unstoppable every single day and actually like choosing to believe it as you're writing it. Yeah. Um, it makes such a big difference. Like, and I fill this out specifically, like as with anyone, it's a lot easier to like have like decision fatigue at the end of the day. So I've been filling this out most nights, like before, and you know, when people will go and relax or like have dinner or whatever, like I've been filling it out before I have any of like my nighttime meals and whatnot, just so mm -hmm. I can like be centered, be grounded, yeah. really appreciate and like be um, in the moment. Cause I think so often we're like, I don't know, moving quickly, like not, yep. you know, whatever. So anyways, those are my very long winded ways of saying being intentional about the thoughts that we are creating. Um, intent practicing an intentional thought and it can be the same one every day yeah and honestly it almost should be like yeah that's how it's done yeah exactly like that that's part of why because I'm the one that I'm like oh I think this thought and this thought and this thought and then I'm like you know what but there's a reason why it hasn't been sticking so mm. I think it's cool to like cycle between them and really pick what it is that you want to tackle in you know in this set of weeks and this set of weeks so that once that sticks you just move on to the next one I really love um, that. And it really does. It really, really no, does. it does. Yeah. When you tell yourself something over and over and over again, positive or negative, eventually you start to believe it. hundred percent. Yeah. So it, that's definitely a huge tip. And I think the next thing is like providing, so creating an action plan and then also like gathering evidence for it. So I think a big piece as to why we don't normally believe certain things is because we don't feel like we have evidence to prove it. Yeah. So for me, for example, when it comes to like being a podcaster, um, I think I run into a lot of things when it comes to like, like evidence where I'm like, well, like what if this show didn't get as many listens or what if like not as many people responded to this story or liked it or not as many people voted on the poll today? Like sometimes I'll get in my head and I don't even realize about stuff like that where I'm like, that does not reflect like our ability to be good podcasters yeah. and our ability to be entrepreneurs and to create like a business. So for me, a thing that's really up-leveled my confidence when it comes to like taking part in something like this 
is like actually showing myself like, oh, you take time out of your life to sit down and write shit out and set meetings and reach out to people and fill your brain with things that will only provide greater opportunities and growth for you. So I guess um, like actively seeking stuff like that too. Yeah. Something that I've been doing um, really only for the past like few days. So like I'll, I'll circle back, but it honest, like I thought it was really silly but I think it's like really making a difference. And it's something my agent encouraged me to do. And it was at the end of the day to write down my wins of the day. I love that. And write down everything, like literally everything, like small, small, small to big, like to like literally like I've, it's, I woke up at when on, on the time that I said I was going to wake up, I made my bed. I did my meditation. I did my yoga. I did my morning skincare, like literally writing down every single little win. And like it, it does attribute to that gathering evidence. Cause sometimes you can like overlook what you do. And then at the end of the day, when I look at it and it's like, Oh, well I did this and I did this and I did this. And that all attributes to this. Like it, and even on the days where I didn't do things that maybe attribute attribute to my greater goals, like I still did all of these other wins. And yeah. like, sometimes the wins are like, I cooked a really nutritious meal for me and Josh and Nathan, or I spent time with Josh, or I spent time with like whoever, like, you know, I took care of ghosts today. Like getting really, really specific and taking the time to really write those wins down and then getting to just like, look at this like full page of notes to be like, whoa, look at all the wins I had today. Like it, it does reinforce that confidence that it gathers the evidence. It reinforces the confidence and it makes me, one, it makes me feel really good. Even on the days where I feel kind of shitty, like before doing it, like then I'm like, oh wait, like I did do all this stuff. Um, And it also makes me want to do better the next day so that I have like more wins to write down on my list. And I don't know, it's, I I thought it was so stupid, but I was like, I'll just try it because you know that like my, I've been struggling with my negative self-talk and I really think it's making a really, really big difference. And like, I feel so different. I've been doing it for like three or four days and I feel very different than I did before I started doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I know for me, it's hard to kind of like get myself sometimes to like get my journal or like a less. So I've just been doing it in my notes app on my phone. Like I literally get into bed because it doesn't feel like such a to-do. Like sometimes feeling like, oh, I have to journal or I have to like use this certain thing. Like feels like more of a to-do. And like, even like if Nathan's sleeping next to me, if I'm alone, like it doesn't feel like, oh, I have to like take this like specific time. It feels like, okay, here's this quick thing that I'm going to do before I like plug in my phone and say goodnight. Like I literally get into my bed. I open my notes app, type away, and then I put, plug my phone in and roll over and go to sleep. And it like is such yeah, a great sure. way to end the day. And it's a very simple way to incorporate something like this. Yeah. Because, because it's so easy. Definitely. And I think that that's like something to be very realistic about. And I love that you brought that up is like, obviously we go through seasons in life and sometimes things are more attainable than others. Doesn't mean we can't challenge ourselves, but like in reality, I think there's just like different times and moments. And I think that like for something for when you lived alone, like you had some more time to you where like you could carve out a specific amount of time where you felt 
you know, un, unwavered and, and, and un, not that anybody bothers you, but unbothered is the word I'm going to use right now by anyone around you. Um, whereas now, like you are surrounded by a lot more energies and it's much more difficult to be oh, yeah. like present and introspective. Yep. It's not that you can't be, but like, I, I love that you brought up intentional about it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just love that you brought up this alternative because I think that that's the piece that holds back a lot of people from actually like reflecting is that they think it has to be this whole ordeal. Yeah. And I know that I've felt that sometimes too, is that I'm like, Oh, this feels so daunting. Like I have to spill my freaking feelings on a piece of paper and I'm a big feelings person. So are you, but that doesn't mean that like our brains don't crave like simple. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was holding me back. Like- and I was like, how am I going to get myself to do this every night? And I was like, and like one night I got into bed, it was like this, the first night I did in my journal, the second night I got into bed and I like left my journal in the kitchen and I was like, fuck, like, I don't want to get up and go get my journal right now. I'm just not going to do it. You know, that's where my mind went immediately. I'm just not going to do it. I'll do it in the morning. Then I was like, no, like you have a phone with a notes app sitting right next to you. Do it on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it does, it produces the same result. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and everybody's just different. Like we all have different ways in which certain things like feel best but I think really remembering that like everybody's individual and I think that that's part of what so many of us like run into is we're like oh well if I can't do it perfectly I might as well not do it at all but like our definition of what works is so different and also something that I've really been embodying which is part of this like challenge that I'm doing with a community that I'm part of is just like embodying this like we're calling it a b plus mentality Mm -hmm. um or all or something is like so often we're like either and this is like generalizing we're either like reaching like on our to the ceiling or to push beyond the ceiling or we're like on the floor like there's no like in between for so many people like there's a lot of extremes so like embodying this all or something mentality where it's like listen like maybe maybe I couldn't move my body today okay but that doesn't mean that I have to like throw everything out the window and like not drink enough water today um you know not be kind to myself not do gratitude type of things so um it's just like really helped shift my perspective in the sense of just embodying more of like just because one thing doesn't work out or one thing can't be executed maybe in the way that I planned it doesn't mean that like everything else has to go out the window like every every little thing counts in the same way that you're saying with the wins like maybe you planned on I don't know filming an audition today but like you couldn't because this thing came up and that's okay you still did these other things and it doesn't mean that you can't um you know it doesn't mean that that you can't do the other things for you to take care of you just because one of them didn't work out a hundred percent. And it really does build that, it builds that confidence. It builds that belief. It gathers that evidence. And it kind of circles back to what we were talking about in the beginning. Like you don't have to be perfect at something to do it. Like just doing it or just showing up and saying, yes, I can do this. Yeah, for you know, sure. You a lot further than saying, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Or like, well, I don't have this, this, and this. So I might as well not do it at all. You know? It gets us so much further. And yeah, highly, highly encourage working on it myself. Yes, for sure. Me too. It's an, an active um, process, but we're, we're doing what we can. So we hope you guys are along for the journey with us. We know it's not easy, but we know that celebrating your wins, being intentional with your thoughts, doing all of these little things do have a big compounded impact. You just have to put in the reps. Yep. Oh, a hundred percent. 
And we're back next week with some incredible guests coming up. We are so excited to expand both ourselves and this show this year. We hope you guys are coming on the journey with us. Please interact with us on social media. Let us know what you want. Let us know what you're looking for in this year to come ahead. We want to really build this with you guys this year. So please, like, let us know what you want. Share the show with your friends. It's going to be, it's going to be an R20 kind of year. Yes, it is. And so much of that comes from hearing your feedback, you guys. So if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the world. It helps us spread our message. It helps more people feel less alone and we couldn't do it without you. So thank you for being here with us. We will see you on Monday and we love you. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.